Welcome to this marketing edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have John Ferrara, the CEO of Nimble. Thanks so much for joining the B2B Nation, John. You bet, Josh. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to connect with you and your community to inspire and educate other people about how they can become better, smarter, faster. Amen. Perfect. Uh, just wondering if you could start us off here, John, uh, with a brief description of your background and your elevator pitch for Nimble. So I've been involved in relationship management before there was a term CRM or SFA, before Outlook existed, before any CRM, including Salesforce, existed. I was a salesperson, a business person like you and all the rest of the people out there. And I had, a, I had trouble managing relationships. I couldn't find a relationship manager that integrated contact, email, calendar, and sales and marketing automation. So I built it myself and I called it Goldmine. And so Goldmine helped pioneer what we know of today is uh, market automation and customer relationship management. And I ran that company for 10 years and sold it. Uh, spent uh, 10 years raising three babies. And I'll tell you what, Josh, I learned more about relationships, about human beings, about myself uh, than I did the previous 40 years as an entrepreneur. And then after my kids got in school, I started a new relationship platform because I started to use social media and I saw how it's going to change the way we work and play. And I saw that there really wasn't a tool out there that was focused on helping human beings connect with other human beings. That CRMs today are more about reporting than they are about relationships. So I think that CRMs should be called customer reporting management, not customer relationship management. And I believe your CRM should work for you by building itself and then work with you everywhere you work. And that's why we built Nimble. Uh, how did your perspective of CRM change in 2015? Was it sort of a, a banner year for you, or uh, was this sort of the continued progression uh, of the industry getting more and more social as we've seen? Well, you know, rather than talk about social, let's just talk about context and insights, signals. So before you engage with another person, you should have the context of who they are and what you're, you and your team have done with them before. Context says what's happened before, what's happening next. Insights is who are they and what their business is about. With context and insights, you can engage in an authentic and relevant way that can drive the behavior that you want to drive. Ideally, that person adopting your products or services. The problem is, is that it's just too much work to do that. And so, as I said to you before, we spend 60% of our time as salespeople looking people up and logging what we know and having to go to the serum to work. And I think that the realization that I came up with in 2015 is that your serum should work for you and then work with you everywhere you work. You shouldn't have to ever even go to the CRM. It should just be working for you in the background and then with you wherever you are. So if I want to know who Josh Bland is, I can hover and discover to click and connect wherever I am, whether I'm in Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, email, or even the CRM a company makes me use so that I can basically let the computer do the digital stuff of looking up and logging and let me do the human thing uh, to engage, to stay top of mind. Because it's not a funnel anymore. It's a journey along the life cycle of your customer. And you never know when they're going to make a buying decision. And what you need to do is walk into the digital footprint, add value to their journey, so they see you as a trusted advisor so they, that when they do make a buying decision, they think of you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's a perfect segue into uh, how you guys built this this social CRM. So I want to hear, uh, John, what, how would you define social CRM? What does that mean to you? Well, first of all, I think you should just drop the word social because life is social. Business is social. People buy from people they like and they like people who know them. And it's your job to understand who somebody is and what their business is about before you ever try to sell them in anything. In fact, I don't think you'd be selling, you should be selling anyone anything. You should be serving other people because the more people you can help grow, the more you'll grow. The thing is, is that when I started Nimble, social wasn't thought of as a platform for business. They thought that Facebook was a place to hook up with a high school sweetheart and LinkedIn was a place to get a job. But in the reality today, you can't throw a stick without somebody talking about branding and networking and social this and social that. But, you know, just like when the Internet first started, where everything was e-toys and eye contact, today it's just the Internet. You know, nobody thinks about the plumbing when they turn the water on in your bathroom. And just like the Internet, nobody thinks about it anymore. We just expect it to work. And social will be the same thing. So ultimately, when we talk about CRM, let's just talk about the cycle of customer engagement in the journey of you doing business with them. How's that? I mean, do you think that uh, systems like a CRM will sort of just, you know, in a few years sort of just blend into the background and will just work and it's not really something you have to think about? It's just something that, that makes your life uh, personally and as a business easier and better? I don't know. I, I think the problem with CRM today is it's not built for the customer-facing business team member. It's built for management. And it's built to report on people and control data. And the biggest cause of failure, CRM, Josh, is lack of use. And and I like to joke, but it's true. The reason they call it Salesforce is you have to force salespeople to use it. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind would use a CRM if they weren't beat on to do it. And so let's talk about what a CRM is. A CRM is a database that you have to put data in in order to get data out. And the main purpose of the database that people use it for is to track leads and the investment you need to make in them to convert them to sales. And so basically, um, the typical cycle of a company with a CRM is you generate eyeballs, you get them to your website, you convert them into a lead, you put them into a market automation system to lead nurture them until they're qualified, and then you give them put them in the CRM, and you tell your sales reps to go get them. So what your sales reps do is have to go Google who that person is and what their business is about, and then they have to type that in the CRM, and then they have to go in and engage with that person wherever they can in order to generate a conversation. In most cases, that's email, the phone, and now social media. And then they got to go log that the CRM. So what you're doing is you're working for the CRM rather than networking for you. So my vision of reimagining, reimagining CRM is that the CRM should work for you by building itself and then work with you where you work so you can work wherever your customers are having conversations to set yourself up as a trusted advisor that can help them become better, smarter, faster. So when they make a buying decision, they don't only think of you, but they drag their friends with them. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious too, John, how do you think data and analytics sort of fit out into all this? Obviously, I'm assuming if something like that is, you know, working in the background and uh, is making this relationship building much easier, uh, where does, is the data also in the background? And as you said earlier, you know, uh, data is very important for management and it helps management see, you know, what's going on from a sales perspective. How does that sort of fit into this uh, conversation and how folks are using CRM uh, to better improve their relationships? Well, there's there's changes in the marketplace that enable new platforms to be developed 
and, um, and empower people to do business differently. Back in the goldmine days, it was notebooks, networks, and uh, client server computing. Today, it's mobile, social, and big data. And so because of big data and social, you're able to automatically build rich records on people and companies, link the conversations and activities that you and the team are having on email, calendar, and social, and then mine that data to help you connect to the right person at the right time on the right channel with the right message to understand their behavior and to communicate to drive the behavior that you need or would like to have with that person. And so uh, big data and analytics are critical in our overconnected, overcommunicated world because there's a Dunbar limit that every human being is restricted by in the size of their network. There's a guy from England, if you Google Dunbar limit, he talks about that it's between 100 and 200 people that you can manage in your head at any one time. And the average nimble customer has thousands, if not tens of thousands of people in their network. And there's no way that you can stay top of mind or even figure out who you should be connecting to today or even what you'd say because you can't remember everything. And so that's what we build Nimble to automatically build your relationship management database from your emails, from your contacts in your uh, calendar, from your social interactions and conversations. Keep it up to date, mine that information, and then present you with that information almost like Obama would get before a meeting where you get this dossier that says, yeah, you know, um, this person is from here and they went to this school and they're interested in these things and this is what their company is about. So that when you do connect, you're prepared to engage because that's your responsibility is to do your homework, prepare for the engagement, ask great questions, and then follow up and follow through because it's the basics that loses games or wins games. The third thing that you uh, didn't touch on there, I want to dive into. Uh, you mentioned social and you mentioned big data, but uh, how does mobile fit into this equation, John? Um, I've seen everything from you know companies who are almost exclusively mobile CRM to uh, some people don't try and you know segment it to, to a very small piece of, of their product. Uh, what do you think the ideal uh, mobile solution is for a CRM? Well, I don't think you should try to cram everything that your platform is into a mobile system because that, that just doesn't make sense. Um, and so I believe that an effective relationship platform should have a back end, a platform that's rich and deep and is constantly working for you and then presenting you with the information that you need on the mobile side for you to be effective wherever you are. And in that case, what we've done with Nimble is we actually read your calendar and your phone book off your phone and build a smart agenda for anybody you're meeting with. So for instance, with you, I had a uh, rich record on you that basically told me about you know, who you are, where you're from, where you went to school, even who you're engaged to, so that if I needed to understand you a little bit more, I'm prepared before the meeting and then after the meeting, it's going to notify me to uh, schedule the follow-up task and log the notes for me to follow up and follow through and then give me uh, my contacts wherever I am. So if I need to contact somebody, I can. But ultimately, I think that you need both today. You need a smart, lightweight mobile that adds value to that person on the go, that enables them to have the insights they need to take the effective action 
But I also think that you still need a platform because in the future, sales, marketing, social will all be blended together. And that's the trend. If you look at any of the sales programs surrounding marketing, if you look at any of the marketing programs surrounding sales, and all of them are in social. So the future is a blend of social sales and marketing. And you need a platform that basically enables you to tile that together. And then the mobile allows you to do that on the go and on the road. Where do you draw the line um, with something like that? And uh, this is more, I guess, of a Silicon Valley question than a uh, maybe a nimble question. But with something like uh, the Apple Watch that is super trendy, how do you know uh, if something like that can potentially be uh, valuable or and useful for uh, your users? Well, I personally just adopt the new technologies and I play with them. So you know, I'm wearing Apple Watch right now. I play with Snapchat. I was one of the early adopters to Twitter, and you know, not all these things make it. I had a Google Glass that I used infrequently, and I stopped using it, as did most people. But I do believe that um, wearables will be with us forever, and it's going to get deeper and richer. I think that just like the encyclopedia helped, um, helped extend our minds with rich knowledge when we couldn't know it all, but if we needed it, we had access to it. A smartphone today does that for you in your, in your palm, but you don't always have the time to pull out your smartphone and check it out and look things up. The beauty of a wearable like a watch is it can quietly give you signals that can help you to be more effective. For instance, notifications before a meeting, notifications about a communication, and you don't even need to pull your phone out in order to reply or respond. And so, you know, I think that the Apple Watch is a first rendition, just like my first Apple IIe that had 16K of RAM and a cassette drive and a nine-inch screen display that didn't really do a whole lot back in 1978. But it's because I bought that computer when I was 18 years old that I was able to retire when I was 40 because I adopted new technology. I leveraged it with the emerging trends to uh, build a gold mine. And uh, so I highly encourage anybody who's interested in the future to adopt new technologies as they emerge. And I'm just going to ask you a simple question, Josh. What do you think would have happened if you bought the first iPhone and started developing apps from day one for that? Where would you be today? Yeah, you'd be you'd be quite a market leader. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep thinking back to, you know, uh, an early Apple computer. I mean, what what are you, I guess the, the question here would be, what are you looking into now as like the, the big thing for 2016, right? What is the, you know, equivalent to the first iPhone, you know, app development right now? Well, I think that the more digital we get, the more human we need to be. <laughs> and that, uh, that human connection is the most powerful thing that you can have as a another human being uh, that I think that people remember people because of uh, shared passion, plan, and purpose, and that that doesn't scale real easily, and we need help with that. And um, and that's what I'm basically building with Nimble. Is it's not about sales and marketing or prospects and customers. It's really about building a relationship with a community of people around you in order to help you to achieve your passion, plan, and purpose. And so I think that people make a big mistake 
thinking that they should just be bagging and tagging prospects and customers in order to uh, grow a business. Imagine if you uh, if you went instead of going after prospects and customers, you went after the influencers of those prospects and customers. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story about how I built Goldmine. So I invented the first networkable relationship platform with automated sales and marketing before people even knew they needed network business software. I'm, and at that time, I was 29 years old in an apartment and I had $5,000 in a bank. How do you take that to the market and sell it? There's no way I could have advertised it. So what I did is I figured out who is the key influencer of my core constituency in around the areas of promise of my product. Who is the influencer of a person who would buy a network business application? It's the guy who sold on the network, the Nobel reseller. So instead of me trying to go and contact 5 million prospects, I cold called 500 Nobel resellers around the world and I basically got them to use it because people sell what they know and they know what they use. And that's basically how we were able to grow Goldmine without ever taking a dime of venture capital. And I believe these concepts translate to today. So if you're a business person trying to grow a business, stop trying to bag attack customers, figure out who are the key influencers of your core prospects and go out and build relationships with them to help them be more successful at whatever they're doing. So instead of trying to contact business owners, contact their trusted advisor, their accountant, their technology advisor, their consultants, and uh, help those people grow, and they will help you grow. And so I think that the few, if you thought about last year as the era of content marketing, I think that uh, 2016 is going to be the era of influencer marketing. But you know, it's not a new concept. Just like content marketing wasn't a new concept because there's a company called Glaxo Welcome that's a global pharmaceutical community that started out as a powdered milk company in New Zealand in the 1800s and they basically built their brand by collecting customer letters and publishing it into a book. That's content. And so influencer marketing is, is stuff that you know I've used before and I'm using it again to build Nimble. But the cool thing is I'm using Nimble to build those relationships with those influencers and I'm getting them to use Nimble for them to be successful with customers. And they are then becoming our evangelists and helping us to scale the brand. Uh, how can our listeners find out more about you and about uh, what Nimble is up to? Well, if they go to Nimble.com, they could um, start a two-week trial. It's free. Um, but I'd recommend joining me on one of my weekly uh, webinars. Uh, I do those at 10 o'clock a.m. every Wednesday. They can sign up on our Nimble website where I share a little of our passion, plan, and purpose about how we can help you become better, smarter, faster. As a Nimble social selling uh, um, entrepreneur, and so we believe that if we teach you to fish, you'll figure out we sell fishing poles. So we're here to help you grow, to help you be better, smarter, faster. So connect with us on Twitter, connect with us on our website. It's all Nimble, Nimble.com, Nimble on Twitter, and um, let us know a little bit about you and how how we can help you grow. Because I think in the end, Josh, that's what we're on the planet to do is to grow our souls and help other people grow theirs. And we do that by connecting with other human beings and sharing conversations just like you and I are today. And by doing that, we, we basically create this vibration of, of empowering each other to succeed. And in the end, that's all we leave this earth with is the ripples of these conversations, these vibrations. So go out there and be present with other people. Help them grow and you will grow.
I love it. Uh, thank you so much, John, for joining me. That is such a great, great way to end uh, the conversation. Awesome. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, of course. Also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our IT and HR edition, check out our website, technologyadvice.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.